This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Show in Atlanta for your ride home. You strong? They said I'm strong. You strong? I said we strong. Brought to you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We are so glad you are back with us here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's Dukes and Bell, uh, and whatever your journey took you, wherever it took you mm-hmm. for the holidays, just glad you're back, hanging out with your boys, and uh, enjoying the day. We've got a lot more to get to tomorrow. We're live at Flowery Branch. We're going to talk to Coach Arthur Smith. We'll uh, have a couple players as well as we get ready for the last week of the regular season. Um, oh, and I was just told Clark Phillips is going to join us, which is great because we have not had a chance to chop it up with Clark Phillips. Right on. And he's been a, a dude that, uh, hey, we, we got some things right this year, man. Uh, we, we love this guy's game from the jump, you know, him going at it. Uh, with Drake London, you know, re- kind of revisiting their old Pac-12 rivalry stuff. He's a good dude, For man. Sure. He's, and unfortunately, he's kind of marginalized. You know, his, his uh, I guess, Akuda's loss is his gain because Akuda, you know, he took a flyer on a guy, right? You know, as a former first-rounder, you always have more, more chances. But, yeah, Clark Phillips is a guy which I think a lot of Falcon fans just want to see more of. All right, that is tomorrow. Uh, if you're just joining us, a couple of things that we've been discussing today. One, the loss to the Bears was ugly. Uh, Justin Fields, again, I don't know who did the evaluation. But as I hear people say, they didn't want him. And, you know, Jeff Schultz came on this show a week or two ago, right, mm-hmm. Turtle, and said that that was the case with the Falcons. I don't know who did the evaluation <laughs> because he <laughs> threw for six to 268 yards, ran for a touchdown, threw for another. Um, and, again, I'm not telling you it's the end all of end alls. All I'm saying is, Mike, <laughs> which goes back to 2021, I think I just saw our future quarterback. Right. Imagine if he would have been here to set the bench behind Matt Ryan and then given this opportunity as you've team-builded, right? You've started to, to build this team as we've done with, with these playmakers. This thing looks completely different. Well, this goes back to, you know, when we talk about where we're at and, and what we're going to be doing in the, this next offseason, we're dysfunctional. Going after Deshaun Watson when you didn't have the chance to do it is dysfunction. When you can't make that work, whether it came from Arthur and Arthur denied it, or it was because it came from Fana, or if it came from Arthur and you can't make that work, well, then you just sold Matt Ryan for basically a third round pick, and just unfortunately, you know, any chance of doing those things you just talked about went out the window. So uh, tonight, by the way, here in less than ten minutes, uh, we will get out of the way. Coach's show with Dave Archer and Arthur Smith uh, tonight. No player segment, but uh, we'll be up there tomorrow at Fly Branch, mm-hmm. bringing you the latest. And it's a big game. I mean, listen, I. I'm frustrated, and I'm sharing that with you guys as we do on this show day in and day out. But it is a big game. It's still the Saints, 
And what a way to go out. If we get our butts kicked by the Saints, Mike, mm. and oh, by the way, yeah. any chances of going to playoffs completely lost because we went down there and laid another egg. I just yeah. think you've got – if you're not going to get up for the Bears game, which I felt like we weren't, what makes me believe, Mike, that we're going to be up on Sunday for the Saints because it's the last game of the season? Like, I, we've had so many opportunities, and I just don't know what to believe, what's going to get this team up for a game right. that they absolutely have to win. Win on Sunday, you sit back and see what the results are. Yeah, and I know that, uh, unfortunately, you know, the Falcons, we do struggle on the road. Uh, the team is 2-6, and six, by the way, this year on the road, 5-3 and three at home. So, you know, it's just, it's... <sighs> It's going to be tough. It's New Orleans. They scored, what did you see mentioned, 400 some odd yards of total offense, 444 yards of total offense against us. We did win that game. Ritter threw a couple of picks back in uh, earlier this year. But uh, look, you can still get a shot. It's slim. I just have a hard time seeing how, like, I know Baker Mayfield can, can be pretty awful, Carl, but it's hard to see how Carolina, who really looks, by all, I, I know we throw the Q word around, looks like they quit against Jacksonville this week. Yeah, uh, it did feel that way. I think their owner felt the same way. <laughs> yeah, uh, by the way, you know, we, we got so many things to talk about. Is the NFL going to suspend him next year for a game or two or whatever? You threw a drink on a bunch of Jacksonville fans. I mean, unless it was water. But either way, you're throwing. doesn't matter. You're, you're acting like you're a an baby. Owner. You're an owner. And the yeah. Jacksonville, look, Jacksonville fans, look, if you're in a suite and it's got access where the fans can yell at you and you got to either, you know what, go get in your limo and watch the game on a yacht somewhere or get, you know, whatever. But you're throwing a drink at somebody. Typical Wall Street big shot doofus. Can't stand that guy. No, the league needs to come down hard. There's no place for that. He's trying to be like the next Daniel Snyder. I, I, yeah. I don't care what your status is. That if that was a player, right? He would be fined and suspended. Mike, got to come Period. down. Period. You yeah. got to come down on him. All right, let's hear from Double A. Alex Anthopoulos stopped by the show. Full interviews online at Odyssey.com today. Braves fans, we're all wondering what this is going to look like. We still have a championship caliber team, but the uh, trade for Chris Sale. This is what Double A said about going about his business and attempting to get and upgrading this starting pitching rotation. Chris Sale. <laughs> this deal is about. Chris Sale. Um, I totally understand the love for Von Grissom. We love him, too. And trust me, we tried to do a deal without him, uh, and it wasn't going to happen. And ultimately, look, we have the right to say no and just kick the can down the road, but ultimately, we really wanted Chris Sale. So a few components to this. Yes, he's had a lot of injury stuff in, in the past, no doubt about it. The big one was the Tommy Johnny had a while ago. And since then, He's had a lot of freak injuries. Now, at some point, I understand you could say, well, they keep sapping and so on. Maybe he's an injury-prone guy. Prior to the Tommy John, this guy was a pretty durable guy that was able to post day in and day out. But he had some freak things, a bike accident, comebacker, hit his, his pimping key, came out. He has not had a bunch of arm-related problems. And look, he had an issue last year. We think that part of that is that he ramped up too fast and so on. And look, we're relying on our trainers and doctors, but we view this very similar to when we got Charlie Morton in 21, coming off a four-and-a-half ERA, 4-7, I think, with the Rays, missed a month with a shoulder, pitched well in the playoffs. You know, Charlie Morton was our one starter in 21, one starter in the playoffs all the way through game one for World Series. He was incredible for us, and three years later, he's been really good and had no IL time for us. So they're not the same guy, but we think there's that kind of upside to him. And separately – uh, we're big on character, makeup, and so on. It's a huge deal for us. What Chris Sale brings and who he is, that guy's hard to find. We think he'll make everybody around him better, whether that's Max Fried, Spencer Strider, Ian Anderson, Bryce Elder, the young kids that we have. You know, we have him for beyond the current year. Um, we have a club option for the following year. He wanted to be here. 
So, look, we're excited about him, but I completely understand the apprehension. Uh, you know, we'll find out, obviously, at the end of 24 if it worked out or not, but we're obviously betting on the come with him. What about uh, other movement? Mike and I asked Double A Alex Anthopoulos, Braves general management uh, manager, that is about yeah, mo- so, I mean, movement outside of Chris Sale. Why is it that we have not done anything else? This is what he said. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, I follow. I've said, I've told you guys a million times. You know this. I'm a huge sports fan, so I, I follow generally what's going on in sports. And um, look, there was a lot of rumors, and the only one I've acknowledged is the Aaron Nola one. But mm. look, just to to, to clarify that. Um, we absolutely checked in on Aaron Nola, but you know, there was a lot of transparency on that side that, look, his first choice and his priority, if the deal made sense, was to go back to Philadelphia. And if that didn't present itself for whatever reason, it, you know, they, w- they wouldn't come to terms financially, um, then you know, we were a very desirable place for him. But they were tra- transparent from the get- get-go on that, that, look, our-, our first choice is to go back to the Phillies. He was there a long time. They're a great organization. He's had a lot of success there. Totally fine, made sense for us. So we understood that that played out. They ultimately signed him, and that was the end of it. Um, other guys that have signed that we were linked to, I mean, we Nola was really the only one that if he wasn't going to go back to the Phillies, then we would have engaged um, at that point in time. But it was clear that this is my priority, and I'm going to run that, that play out. So, you know, beyond that, in terms of trades, um, either tr- guys that have been traded or guys that are rumored to be traded and so on, we have had the players to do it. I think the hang-up for us is that it would be more than one player. It would be okay. it would be m- multiple players for us. And I think that's the issue that we run into is, you know, we don't want to have to trade three, four players, ideally, especially three, four players we think have a chance to be really good. That doesn't that that does not mean that we love. Uh, trading a guy like Vaughn at the same time, but it's one instead of three. You know, the equivalent of three Vaughn Grissoms or four. And by the way, we were talking about is he can't specifically talk about guys around another team's roster. That's tampering. If a guy's a free agent, you can talk all day about it. But that was I kind of bashed about the White Sox. So remember those rumors about Dylan Cease, Carl? That's right. And and the stories that were out there that a lot of the baseball national guys had. That he, that's what he's talking about. They wanted everything. They wanted Vaughn and a bunch of uh, pitching prospects. And that's perhaps why Dylan Cease, local kid's not here in Atlanta. It is uh, too much of the ask, as you said, Mike. Right. Here's the deal, though. Uh, as we finish up, coach's show on the way. We were just talking about Dave Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, and I said the league has to come down hard on him, and you said they have. Yeah, literally just like as soon as we were talking about it, like a minute later, uh, Tom Pellicero from NFL Network has it. NFL today finds the owner of the Panthers $300,000 for his unacceptable conduct in Jacksonville during Sunday's game. All NFL personnel are expected to conduct themselves at all times in ways to respect our fans and reflect favorably on their team. The league said in the statement he threw a drink on a p- couple of fans. A couple of fans got a got a dunk. Either it was a gin and tonic or a vodka soda, Carl, down in Jacksonville. Not cool. Uh, and the league needed to do that. They've right. got to set a precedent. And again, I know it's all relative. Three hundred grand to him is pocket change, but it's the principle behind right. it. And he is. He really is. In just a short term, was he going through six coaches? He is. He's looking like Daniel Snyder. He's, he's literally become that guy. And it's, it's a shame because we know we're we're a lot of fun of. Every time we go to Carolina's fans want to win, not sure this guy's going to be the guy. All right, man, we got to get out of the way and clear our throat. 
and Bella wrapping up another show. So it's time for Let Me Clear My Throat on Sports Radio 929. Oh! The game. Full interview with Alex Anthopoulos online at Odyssey.com. Thanks to Mark Slareth, who stopped by talking all things NFL. We also talked to our guy, Connor Riley, from Dog Nation about the dogs and college football in West Durham, the voice of our Atlanta Falcons. Tomorrow we're at Flowery Branch, Clark Phillips, Coach Arthur Smith, and much more as we have a lot to get to. Make sure you're here at 2 o'clock. Big O, thank you, and uh, Happy New Year again to everybody. Thank you for being here and making Atlanta's number one sports station, 92.9 The Game, and its number one sports show, your priority. We appreciate you. Turtle, great job. Mike Bell, we got to get out of the way, man. Clear your throat. Hey, man, if you're a team which is heading towards the NFL playoffs and you need some oomph in your running back game, why don't you call Dalvin Cook's agent? The Jets, uh, they cut him today. Four-time Pro Bowl running back waved. It was uh, a strange fit. I don't think they expected that Brees Hall was going to come back so healthy and really kind of be the bell cow, Carl. So Dalvin Cook, who still has some tread left on that tire, is fresh if you want to go gobble him up for a run to the playoffs or maybe the Super Bowl. 200 yards total, Mike, this yeah. season. Well, like I said, Hall, Brees Hall was just so good this year they didn't really need him. Yeah, man. Uh, listen, I'm rarely surprised, but I got to tell you guys, when I saw Desmond Ritter coming to the game on Sunday <laughs> and throw another interception, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I absolutely couldn't believe it. If you love the show, you tell your friends. If you don't, you too were dumb enough to bet the Falcons over win total of eight and a half. <laughs> Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The most important story of the day. Brought to you by MaximumCashHomeBuyers.com. Fair cash offers for as-is homes. Don't waste your time with repairs. Call 678-902-2000. Hey, y'all know what time it is? Yes, sir. It's time for the Coaches Show. With Falcons head coach, Arthur Smith. Brought to you by Mavis Tires and Brakes. Official tire retailer at the Atlanta Falcons. And the Atlanta Falcons Radio Network. The Coaches Show is on. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Here's Dave Archer. Welcome to Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, and this is our chance to sit down with our head football coach. It's the Arthur Smith Coaches Show here on the home of the Atlanta Falcons, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And obviously, Art, the game didn't go the way you wanted it to go. As you as you kind of watch the game unfold, and there's a lot of stuff we'll get to here in our two segments with you. Were there some things that obviously the weather and all those kind of things, player teams are playing in the same weather and all that kind of stuff. What were some of the things that kind of jumped out at you about the game that maybe made it play out the way it did? Yeah, a few things. You know, when you get in those uh, games where the weather could be a factor, especially late, and then a team like Chicago, who's when they've been able to jump out to a lead, uh, you know, they've, they've held on the ball for a while. So a little bit of the strategy, we took the ball. Uh, that way we made sure we would have the win in the fourth quarter if we needed it and wanted to get out to a fast start. So we kind of marched down the field and, Unfortunately, come away with no points. They hit a play. We go right back down and come away with no points. And then you're down 
you know, 14 nothing. we hit the screen to Tyler. So you really look at three drives and you, you've only, you've got almost 200 yards of offense with seven points. And so you just, you're kind of fighting uphill the rest of the game. Um, a lot of things that, you know, we, we could have obviously done better, but that's kind of how the game started. And then you're just getting in late. You're getting into way too many obvious pass situations. Let's jump into the way the game started. Uh, really cool play to start off with. And then you had a couple of special plays that you wanted to get to that would expose Chicago defensively. And you got to one right off the start. A little double reverse look. Heineke finds a receiver along the sideline. Get an explosive right off the bat. Um you got you had another special play you wanted to get to, and, and it was a fumble snap on the play. Talk to me about the aggressiveness there of trying to strike early. You took the football win conditions. What were you looking for there? Yeah, we were just looking to, to take the early momentum. You know, that's the, the games that Chicago had won. They've been able to score first, and it's a very run-heavy offense, and they rely a lot on the on the run game. And then, you know, they've hit some play action. Clearly, they hit some yesterday, and like I said, they chewed up a lot of clock. And, you know, we certainly had our opportunities, not just on the defense, but they had the ball for almost a quarter more than we did. And we got in their game, but we didn't, we didn't make them pay early. When you look at the way that unfolded on the defensive side of the football, and there are several issues you guys would like to fix, but the ability for them to affect you guys in the crossing game, they had a lot of crossing routes and things like that. What, what, was, what were they doing there that was maybe hampering the, the defense from getting off the field? Well, it's a few things. Um, you know, really what's interesting, different than the weather we played in Carolina, you know, when it's, as you know better than me, because you played quarterback in this league, and when you get in a, in, a, in a rain game like we did in Carolina, when the wind's just howling, like it's much harder to throw the football. Ironically, in the conditions you had yesterday where it's snowing, it's not too bad, it's really actually advantage for both offenses to throw it because both lines of scrimmage looked like they were slow. And so both, you know, we had plenty of time to throw yesterday, and certainly Chicago did. So, And then when they got ahead of the count and they were able to stay in their play action, they ran a lot of keepers or boots, whatever you want to call them, movement passes. And, and, and off their actions, they were ahead of the count a lot. And, and we had different calls, and, you know, some of these crossing routes got open. We, we That hadn't been an issue all year, and clearly they, they, uh, they took advantage of it yesterday. We had to get fixed. And so a little bit was them staying ahead of the count, and getting into all their play action and, and run action, and we didn't get them in enough drop back. They did a decent job with uh, DJ Moore in moving him around. You and I talked post game about their ability to kind of get him locked on players that probably was advantageous to them. Now he he won just about against everybody yesterday. Played pretty well uh, and feels through the ball at a pretty high level too. But just the ability for them to get DJ Moore in places that were advantageous. Yeah, I mean some of them, you know they. First play of the game, they they ran a almost identical play that we ran in Tampa that Kyle scored on. You know, whether you want to call it a sail pump, the out out and up and off of play action, and you know a couple of things they got us over with the route, and then they had plenty of time. And okay, you, you kind of rally, and then we had a, a miss assignment on the third down. He made him hold the ball. They able to get a check down down in there and get him to another third down, and you know, they switch release and get leverage and. When it was clean there, and they were, we weren't able just to at least after the explosive make them kick three, but you know, which we've done in a lot of games, gave them some early momentum. And then, they, you know, like they said, they did on first, second down, they did move them around, and some of them were play actions and how you want to play them, whether you're in zone or you're in matchup zone, uh, they took advantage of it.
the uh, ability to answer. You get uh, Fields scores on the uh, the quarterback draw, by the way, holding on the outside. D.J. Moore completely holds A.J. Terrell, and that allows him to get in the end zone. Now, whether they would have scored on that drive or not anyway, that, that play should have been called back on a 10-yard holding penalty. That's me talking, not Arthur Smith. But uh, anyway, you're down 14 nothing, and you get an immediate response out of your team. It's something that your team has done a lot of throughout the season uh, is respond when they're kind of in a negative situation down 14 nothing three count screen and Algier we talked about it before the dude can run I, they everybody keeps underestimating be a great block from Lindstrom out in front Scotty Miller with a big time block downfield and all of a sudden the big guy from BYU is rumbling down the sideline yeah we got into a premier look they brought the the pressure right into it and when you got smart players like Tyler easier said than done you know recognizing the blitz and being able to set up the blitzer and uh, when you have smart, instinctive players, I mean, that was clinic tape, what Tyler did. The pressure player looks at him. He goes like he's supposed to block him in that protection and then slips him. That eliminated one. And then he gets behind him. Chris gets the play started. And, and the effort and finish was phenomenal, especially Scotty kind of leading the charge down the, down the sideline. Yeah, nice nice team play there to get it back to, to 14-7. And then it looks like one of those throws that, that we've seen from young quarterbacks and feels no, is no uh, stranger to this. He almost throws it to Abikady on a screen the very next series. It's one of those plays, Art, that has got to be maddening for you in, in that you've got guys in position to make the plays, and it would have been a tough catch for Abikady, but still, he's there. We've just kind of missed on some of those. Yeah, you know, it's they kind of come back and try to match it with a with an action screen, and and you know, clearly as he turned and, and threw it, uh, AK was right there, Clavis was right there, and uh, you know, that's, that would have been a tough catch, but it did. I mean, it, uh, AK was able to tip it, but that damn near went the other way in a pick six. But that's the way it goes, and. Uh, he had opportunities like that, and unfortunately, you know, didn't bounce our way. Well, the next series of downs, it, now you got the, it's 14 7. You got a little bit of momentum after the Algier touchdown. Pretty good defensive stop as a three and out. Mm-hmm. Chicago's three and out. You get the football, and, and you try to get the ball to Kyle on an in cut, incomplete there, maybe a little bit of wrong page with the quarterback or whatever, setting it down. But it looked like on third down, it looked like he, uh, uh, maybe Taylor lost where where Bijan was in the left flat. They had they had left him wide open on that on that check down. And again, when coverage goes a certain way and eyes take certain people a certain way, it almost looks like a guy's open. I don't know if that was the case, but that was a tough three and out for you right there with some momentum. Yeah, no, I mean you just said it. Uh, you know, on that second down, uh, you know those are the plays again. It's, it takes everybody, but. You have your opportunities. You're hoping to catch that thing out. You get the look. You want it, and hopefully to catch that thing out. I'm not sure we wouldn't have been able to run out the backside because the safety slipped on it. But it's the way it goes, and you're not going to make every play. And uh, we obviously didn't convert to third down. But those are the opportunities you need when you get down early and you got a chance to go back and and get the momentum. And uh, you know, unfortunately, we didn't didn't make it happen. It kind of magnifies. Yeah, you've you've got to make sure you play a little bit cleaner. Excuse me, and 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 that. Certainly was one of those cases where he missed on opportunity. Now they go on a long drive to make it a uh, 12-play, 75-yard drive, and they score on a two-yard run, 21-7 at that point. Now here's an opportunity. you got to an answer, and uh, really good throw by Heineke, and, and Kadero Hodge could not reel it, uh, reel it in on that third down play. Another three and out for you, three and out for Chicago. Now all of a sudden it starts settling in to where maybe you can start to get some footing and you get the first INT. Um 
Again, Chicago comes in, three and out. I want to take you to the end of the half now in your decision. They're going to go with a long field goal, uh, and you send D. Alford into the game, plays into the wind. You had a really good idea that he was not going to be able to hit it from that range. Did you think that Alford got in? Did he get touched on the play? It was a hell of a return. Yeah, one of the crazier plays I've, I've seen in a while. Um, but yeah, you take advantage of it. That's why you put him back there. And, uh, you know, D, as we set up that wall on the left side, he actually, you know, he made, I think he ran almost 130 yards. <laughs> so he kind of goes to the right side on his own. And he's like, you know, it gets back because you got all the big guys out there trying to cover. Set up the wall. Uh, D'Angelo Moon had an unbelievable block going down there. It looks like he's going to break it in. And I believe it was Tanyan. Uh, I mean, he, when he tripped, he touched his towel. I mean, that's how close it was. Wow. And D fell, and that's why they said he was down by contact because Nate Lamon, talking about having smart players, he's the one to pick D up to, to finish it, and that's what I was trying to ask the official. You know, did they look at it to make sure he was if he was down or not? And it literally came down to a game of inches. He, you can see the towel move, and that's what they said he was down by contact. Wow. Unbelievable. So close to having one of those great returns that you see on a, on a, a missed field goal by D. Alford. So we go to halftime. It's 21-7, to but Atlanta's not done yet. We'll come back and talk to our head football coach about the second half, and we'll talk about the Saints coming up. Everything's still on the line for this football team. Need a little help, obviously, but you got to take care of business against the Saints in New Orleans. We'll talk to the coach about that right here on Sports Radio 99 The Game. Back to more of the Arthur Smith Coaches Show on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Here's Dave Archer. Welcome back to Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This is the Arthur Smith Coaches Show here on the home of the Falcons, 92.9 The Game. And before we get back to our head football coach, I want to remind you that Mavis Tires and Brakes, the official tire retailer of the Atlanta Falcons. Make sure you take advantage of the opportunities. When the Falcons score a touchdown, you get uh, savings, $25 for each Falcon, Falcon touchdown. Each quarter they score a touchdown up to $100. Mavis Tires and Brakes, the official tire retailer of the Atlanta Falcons. Talking to Arthur Smith about yesterday's game about against Chicago. Tough loss yesterday, 37-17. But Atlanta's still in position to make some noise potentially in the postseason. We'll talk about that here in a few moments. But I want to get back to the second half here. Uh, down 20-21-7. Chicago comes out quick, Art. They, they get a couple of quick plays, move the football down the field. You ultimately get a stop in the red zone that, uh, that creates the field goal situation. Uh, a fast start. You got off to a fast start as well. Move the football down the field they get a negative play on a screen play any changes and when you looked at the first half any changes defensively and offensively you wanted to try to get to because it looked like you began to slow them down some they still had some explosive plays but it looked like you got a little footing defensively yeah i mean that's the thing is they they did get uh, a lot of the early drives they they most of them had an explosive play in it and you know trying to clearly limit the the explosive plays and you know offensively Obviously, our you know counterpunch going down. I mean, we felt like we had enough time, especially in the uh, the play action, and you know we didn't make enough plays there. But and then as the game went on, uh, you're, you're damn near in two minute offense, and you're trying to you know play catch up, and they were just mixing in soft zone coverages. When you talk about you know how magnified it is, you got to make plays when you have the opportunity. They make a good play on the screen play to Drake. 
press corner. Long way for Jake maybe to get there. Uh, I don't know if, if, if Drake pushed up enough and then came back inside. But anyway, good play by the young corner out there. Then you get a third down play where you got Johnny open in the right flat, and he's going to get you to about fourth and two. We drop the football. So those are the opportunities that are there. Just didn't make the didn't make the make the opportunities work for you. Uh, kick the field goal there uh, down twenty four ten. Then your defense comes up with a good stop. You, they move the football down. They decide to go for it on fourth down. You get the stop on fourth down, and now you've got an opportunity to strike. And what a call you've got where you've got the play fake. You've got two plays front side. Scotty Miller slips backside for you, and is wide open on the play. Any any reason why why uh, Taylor decided that he didn't seem or what was going on there? Yeah, like you know, you're calling it, and we got essentially a crossing route with with him and Janu, and you know, again, not being their meeting, but everything they'd shown, they carried a lot of those guys out. So, it's anticipating the guy completely dropped Scotty, and um, you know, obviously, as it went in there, the. You never can tell what, what's being seen by a line of scrimmage, but it was almost like their their missed assignment damn near, you know, disarmed the uh the quarterback and so, you know, we didn't we didn't uh take advantage of their mistake there. Yeah, I just I was jumping up and down in the broadcast booth. I saw Scotty Miller breaking down the side. Scotty was jumping up and down as you look at it. I'm sure you guys saw it on tape. Unfortunately, the very next play uh, Taylor throws throws the interception, and so now you're backed up defensively. Defense comes in, gets a stop. They converted on a second and twenty play to DJ Moore on that going on an over route, but your defense does come in, shut the door in the short field situation, and force the field goal down twenty seven to ten. As you looked at it right there, Art, what, where are you going mentally now? Down twenty seven to ten, getting ready to transition into the fourth quarter. Yeah, you know that your possessions are limited at that point uh, as you transition in there. I mean, you're, you're trying to be aggressive, but just not make the quarterback a sitting duck in, in the middle of the pocket. So, um, I mean, that's that's what you're thinking. You're trying to, you know, fi- fine line, mixing in some maybe a runs and some screens, but being able to try to push the ball down down the field a little bit as well. Well, and you got that. You got the run game. You got some run game going. Bijan had a couple of a pop runs there, and then Heineke gets out of the pocket, and Taylor did a really good job of staying alive a number of times early on in the game, and then he goes down and he, he gets the 24-yard run for a touchdown. You're down 27-17 with all the stuff that's been missed, all the things that are going on as you looked at that midway probably midway through the third or fourth quarter you're still in the football game yeah no and that that was the you're right when you when you're playing you know catch up the entire game and you're scratching and clawing and you got a chance i believe there's about eight minutes and some some change there and you know you at least got two possessions left or you should and uh you know we just never got anything started in that in that drive uh you know, a little bit of a missed uh, communication there, first play, and and then obviously went quick three and out, had to punt. They were able to convert and get in the field goal range, and, and then you're down big, and then we had the ball about four minutes ago, and you know there's only two two possessions there, and you're down 13. And uh, when you take the sack, and that's always a tough one, the fourth and 17 backed yeah. up, and yeah. but you got to go for it because the game's over. And then they end up popping that run late. Well, and obviously the backbreaker play in that sequence down 27-17. Once we had the three incompletions, 
punt the football. And now you've the defense has started had, had begun to get footing. We talked about that where you'd force in field goals, getting stops, trying to provide an opportunity to get back in the game. The Heineke touchdown did that for you. But Fields escapes on third down. As good a scramble as you'll ever see, obviously, from an offensive perspective, but certainly not one from a defensive perspective. This is something that, that's hurt you a number of times during the year, Art, trying to get the quarterback on the ground. Now, Fields is one of those guys that is a next-level dude when it starts to talk about staying alive and on plays, but um, heartbreaking their play there to get to try to get him on the ground. Yeah, we had an opportunity. I mean, you play him. I mean, he's one of the strong guy back there in the pocket and we had a couple time chances to sack him and uh, he got out of a, a few of them and that certainly was one right there yeah really good uh, defense after that uh, in the uh, by d alford uh, he drew uh, dj moore on the on a play took a shot at the end zone to moore thought uh, d did a really good job of staying in his hip pocket and denies the touchdown and so they they kicked the field goal there all right as you as you look forward now um it's pretty clear cut. You got to go win a football game in New Orleans. That was always going to be the case. You weren't going to be able to, to not go in there and win the football game. But with what went on this weekend with New Orleans beating Tampa, this thing is still in play for you. Um, you got to take care of business. And I know we'll be kind of looking at the scoreboard as to what's going on in Carolina. It's a Carolina team that played Tampa here about three weeks ago to a 22 to 19 game. I believe it was a three point game or two point game between those two teams. Can't worry about that. What's going on in Carolina? What is your thought process and you're getting your team ready mentally to get ready for this one? Just go take care of your business. Yeah, that's uh, that's all we can do. I mean, it's obviously a big game. Anytime you play the Saints, uh, you know, there's a lot still on the line. And we need to go down there and win this game. And certainly, obviously, you need a little bit of help. But the, the only thing we can control is getting ready and, and going down there and beating the Saints. Your your quarterback got banged up late in the football game. Des came in uh, and played uh, played the last few minutes of the football game for you. Obviously, you'll make your report as far as the quarterback goes on Wednesday when when that becomes available to you. Um, looked like Taylor was moved around okay uh, after the game. Obviously, those are all decisions that you and the medical staff will make here. How do you feel about, other than the quarterback, how do you feel about the health of your team? Looks like maybe as good as you could possibly hope for in a week 18. Yeah, we got a few things that guys are going to be working through, but for the most part, uh, you know, we should get, should have just about everybody out there. Uh, obviously, the most important game of our season. Uh, I know it's the next one, and it's also the last regular season game. So, uh, you know, we'll just have to see tomorrow some of these guys and kind of where they're at, and uh, and then Wednesday, you know, who, who's up and who's practicing, but. For the majority of our team, we should have most of the guys out there. This is a resilient football team that uh, has been been really good about having their head ready for each and every week. Art, you've talked about how good these rooms are with these different players uh, and why you went and got them. Um, and these are these moments that you need that leadership from a Jesse Bates or a, a Calais Campbell or a, a Chris Lindstrom, those kind of guys that kind of galvanize and hold this team together. The, the, the two quarterbacks are same are just like that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And. Uh, you know, the guys are excited. You know, you're obviously frustrated when you when you lose a game, and certainly no one likes the way that it went yesterday. But you still got life, and uh, you know our job as pros, and this is a big game for us. And so we'll, we'll be, 
geeked up and ready to go when we get on that plane go down to New Orleans. Art, as always, it's always a, a pleasure to sit down with you and talk with you. You're always so kind with your time. I know that some of these are hard hard to, to fight through, but uh, you always have the ready to roll the next week. So Arthur Smith, our head football coach, that's the Arthur Smith Coaches Show here on Sports Radio 99 The Game. Uh, when we come back, there'll be a lot more here on the home of the Atlanta Falcons, Sports Radio 99 The Game. Now, now. your game traffic, 92.9 The Game's tra- Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 